Wait, what? Wait, what? Where are we? What's happening? Oh, hey, hey, viewing party listeners. You made it to this podcast. You found us online. Hope you use the hashtag mini pod squad. Wesley and Katie and some cats. Watching movies, eat in snacks. We're not sponsored by anybody. We don't even have a Patreon. We're just having fun. Welcome to viewing party. What's a test? Viewing party. Chitting all over your tatum! Doing party! Flight of the Concords, they did it in their like big like HBO special. They yeah. did a whole part where they were supposed to freestyle during a song. And <laughs> Jimmy Clement is just like a, a picture of New York! A picture of New York! Look behind me, a picture of New York! <laughs> Sometimes I lose confidence! When I freestyle. (laughs) So every time I hear this theme song, I'm like, how did I do that so confidently when I had no idea what I was doing? I don't know. Um, I'm really impressed. It was, that was a moment that I was like, when I look back at 2017 and I think of moments I'm proud of, (laughs) that theme song is definitely one of those moments where like, I literally pulled that out of my butt. Hold on. Not, wait, hold on. Metaphorically. I (laughs) know. I literally metaphorically pulled that out of my butt, and I didn't do any twerking, so I guess I can't literally have pulled that out of my butt. But you could probably, if you really wanted to, you could twerk to that song. Probably. I'm a firm believer that you could twerk to just about anything. You might have to put it on slow motion, but it's twerking nonetheless. Okay. Uh, Speaking of slow motion, I'm Katie. I'm Wesley. And this is... Viewing, viewing party. party. <laughs> I'm not sure what that has to do with slow motion, but okay. well, I watched Baywatch the oh, movie, and so that was really where I was going. But I, I see, but he didn't lead into that very well because <laughs> okay. I was like, I guess we should intro first. <laughs> I watched Baywatch on my Christmas break. Yeah, the so new one. We um, <laughs> we took a few weeks off, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We recorded a bunch at the beginning of the month so we could like have yeah, some time have some off. Holiday stuff. So, instead of a traditional episode today, we're just going to talk about all the movies we watched over break. Because we watched, collectively, maybe 30 movies. Possibly. Like, like 30 movies, independent of each other. We didn't watch a single one of these together. And we only have one that overlaps. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Wait, really? We didn't watch any of the same movies at all? No, it's just the only overlap is The Last Jedi. Yeah. So this could be a Last Jedi episode, plus everything Yeah. <laughs> so we kind of figured we'd do, like, a nice extended park and rec for y'all. Basically. Before we jump back into uh, our New Year's stuff. We have some fun stuff going on in January and February. Uh, yeah. For your listening pleasures. <laughs> Get your ears ready. There's a truck driving by. Hey, moving truck. <laughs> bye, moving truck. Bye. <laughs> Uh, so I guess we could start with Baywatch, since I mentioned that one. I watched Baywatch. I watched a lot of The Rock (laughs) this week. Wait, I just watched another movie. Shoot, I don't remember what it is. Man, I saw The Rock so much this You did talk about him a lot recently I don't know what happened. It's like you just manifested him into your life. I, I took the secret, and I ran with it. (laughs) You secreted the rock? I secreted the rock into my life. I manifested the rock 
so much into my life that he, I think he was showing up in dreams. Oh, man. I've been talking to other people about The Rock. I'm like, I don't even know that much about this dude. <laughs> but, like, he's here, and he's here to stay. I did see recently, I don't know why, but he has almost as many Instagram followers as Kim Kardashian, and that made me very happy for some reason. I'm smiling. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I just, like... <laughs> That's a really nice fact. Leading into 2018, <laughs> like, we're starting off the year, and uh, The Rock has about as many followers as Kim Kardashian. Granted, it's still, like, a couple million less, but in the grand scheme of... Well, I'm gonna add myself to that list right now, <laughs> and I'm gonna follow The Rock and make that a couple million and one less. <laughs> a couple million ninety-nine. <laughs> Instead of a cup. Does that make anyway, sense? Math. Do you, does that make sense? Math. <laughs> search. With math. Well, I'm gonna search up the search thing. Ooh, body painting. The Rock. Is that his name? The Rock. That's the the. Rock. I don't know if that's his handle or not. Yep, it's the Rock. Ooh, there he is working out. Whoa. <laughs> uh, new shoe alert. He says. <laughs> You're funny, the Rock. Lots of videos. Oh, is that a baby? Ah. Anyways, the Rock. <laughs> He's great. He's so I watched great. Baywatch. So how was Baywatch? Was it as wonderfully cheesy as expected? Yeah. Good. Maybe even more so. It oh. wasn't laugh out loud funny, but it was laugh to yourself funny. It wasn't uh, like uh, 22 Jump Street where we were in the theater. And no, it was kind of like, I compared it to 22 Jump Street oh, really? to someone. I was like, it's, not, I, ugh, I watched all of 21 Jump Street like, the whole series of the TV show yeah, yeah, yeah. before I ever saw the movie. And the movie was just this, like, very self-aware spoof of the TV show exactly. that followed a similar formula. Yeah. And Baywatch, not that I've ever seen the show Baywatch, but it is a very self-aware spoof of the TV show that follows the same formula. Oh, funny. I did not know that Baywatch was a serial crime drama. Nope. Did didn't not know, really that. know that either. I didn't know that Baywatch had a plot. My entire life, I was just like people in red swimsuits. Yeah. Yeah. And there's. I feel slow like mo. maybe I've only ever seen the intro and not the actual show. I don't think I've even seen that. Now I want to watch it, but we're recording, yeah. so like that doesn't so, quite work. This is a fun story. Side note about Baywatch. So um, when we were kids, my parents would have these campouts in our backyard. Of course. Where we would invite <laughs> my dad's siblings and, and their the kids. I Sorry. wish. That would be fun. Um, no, so we would invite my dad's siblings and their kids because they're all like 10 or 12 years older than us. So like his, all my cousins have like kids my age basically. Anyway, so all these family members would come to our backyard, and we'd have a theme every year after a while, because that's what my family does. Yep. Apparently, like, I As do the does. same thing. Um, so we would have different themes every year. So one year it was Christmas in July, and everyone like decorated their tents with Christmas things, and we hung, like, we had, like, a fake bar, and we painted it like a, like a fireplace and, like, hung stockings for the kids on it and, like, all that kind of stuff. Yes. So one year we had a movie theme. We hung movie posters up and had like a candy cart and like all this stuff. But we asked everyone to dress up as a different movie or TV show. Oh, perfect. Oh, that's so, really good. Oh, no. Oh, so I see. So everyone where this is going. came as different things. So my Aunt Phyllis and her husband and kids came as Little House on the Prairie. 
Classy. Very classic. <laughs> um, my cousin John and his wife, Tracy, dressed up as characters from MASH and set up their tent like it was the show and like a fake still. Very nice. And all this stuff. My family and I were... Baywatch? No. Oh. We, <laughs> I was really hoping. It's coming. We <laughs> were Gilligan's Island. So Perfect. my mom was Gilligan. My ah! dad was the skipper. Uh, I think Whitney, was it Ginger, who's like the cutesy one? And I was like the old lady in the sparkly dress with the cocktails. No! <laughs> you were a lovey. That I was, was like name. a 17-year-old or less. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so that was amazing. But, um, so my, uh, my other, one of my uncle's kids came in. And we don't see them very often because I don't think they live in the state anymore. So he and his wife, and they are like two little girls. So they, like, pull up to the house and then, like, park the car and, like, don't get out of the car for a while. And we're like, what are they doing? <laughs> and then they come around the side of the house to the backyard in red swimsuits. <gasps> with a theme song playing? Running in slow, slow motion, motion with their children. Yes. And he has, like, got a big thing of, like, fake, like, a wig and is wearing it as fake chest hair oh. coming out of his swimsuit. Yes. It is hysterical. That's wonderful. It was so great. We still, like, like are we ready? have great memories of <laughs> them, like, of slow-mo them. running into the backyard as That's they excellent. watch with their children. They do, man. It's a lot of slow-mo running. <laughs> the movie was really, I'm, I have, like, the little original opening playing here <laughs> as we're going. It's ridiculous. I've never it? seen it. Look at all the, sorry, David Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff shows up in the movie. Of course he has to. To inspire The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Pamela Lee. Oh, Pamela. Yeah. She had a different name. <laughs> no I, idea who that is. It's so weird. I actually recognize some of these people. That is a Speedo. <laughs> Look at all... It, this is the most slow motion I've ever seen. Oh, Jeremy Jackson. He's smiling. He looks like he's having a smiley time. She's not wearing cleavage, but she's blonde as F. <laughs> blonde AF. She's soaking <clears throat> wet because she just got out of the water. He's running in slow motion. Got a lot of gel in his hair. Oh my gosh. Tracy Bingman. Lord. Everyone's in slow motion! Every single one of them! I'm glad I... <laughs> Wait! Wait! Was he like... The do- there was there a dopey person in the cast? I don't understand. I it's I probably don't hard to run in the waves like that. It's really hard. So that was the most. So the last dude is the most realistic. Doesn't really matter. Baywatch is great. David Hasselhoff shows up to inspire The Rock when Good. Rock's like down on his luck. He gets uh The Rock gets like fired or whatever, and he's trying to work at Sprint. <laughs> like, so just like if you can imagine The Rock trying to sell you a cell phone. <laughs> He's just like, oh, yeah, the cloud and uh, data streaming. You could you could stream with that. Uh, he's just, like, trying to make them up. And then Hasselhoff shows up, and he's like, what are you doing? And he looks down, and the rock is at, like, a polo. They do, like, a slow-mo, like, up and down of the rock. Yes. Yeah. In, in a polo and khaki slacks and, like, loafers. Oh, no. He's like, how far have you gone? He's like, pretty far, man. It's pretty low. <laughs> I was just like, I've never seen The Rock and Loafers, but I love it. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, it was great. Zach Efron's in it, and he's like the new the new kid. It was self-aware to the point where The Rock actually called, The Rock wouldn't call Zach Efron's character by his name. Mm-hmm. Like, he just kept insulting him and calling him nicknames to, like, right. talk, like, to, like, 
bully him a bit uh, and put him in his place. And he actually called him High School Musical at one point. <laughs> and I was, like, dying over that. I was like, why is this the funniest thing to me? <laughs> uh, it was super good. Uh, that's Yeah, fun. the plot's silly. It's funny. They have people... They, they have a lot of good, like, slow-mo gags where, like, people are doing something in slow motion. And other people are like, are they moving in slow motion to you? And they're like, yeah, you see that too? <laughs> that's weird. And so, like, there's a couple moments where people are, like... Mil- going about their everyday business while one person is in slow motion in the middle of it. And they're like, wait, do you see that? And they're like, yeah, I don't know how that, I don't know why she looks like that all the time, but I, yeah, she looks like, that's just what she looks like, I guess. That's funny. <laughs> um, it sounds it like a fun. good, like, Saturday afternoon, it's on TBS kind of movie. Yeah, like, it would be a funny thing to, like, watch with your friends to just, like, giggle at and yeah. have a nice time. And yeah, it was, it was good. I enjoyed it uh, for that much. I enjoyed it. It was cool. fun. I liked that one. Um, uh, I also watched The Princess and the Frog. The Princess and the Frog was one of those movies that I had seen when it came out, but I wasn't really watching the movie. I was doing something else. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I actually don't know how this movie ends. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't really remember how anybody got, I don't remember the plot at all. I just know that there's a frog and he is a prince and then the princess becomes a frog. And I know that she wants to open a restaurant because mm. I know some of the songs just from, like, Disney princess soundtracks right. that I have received through White Elephant Kids <coughs> exchanges <laughs> that I may or may not have fought for. <laughs> so I have, like, half the songs memorized. I just don't know yeah. what's going on. I'm just like, yep, she wants a restaurant. She's going to work real hard. I um, liked that movie. I liked it a lot. Hannah was like, that's one of my favorites. Hannah was saying that it's one of her favorites and that it's really underrated as a, like, Disney princess movie. I like that they did it in the animation style mm-hmm. and not, they didn't take it to 3D like mm-hmm. they, some of the other stuff has done. No, it was really good as a cartoon. <clears throat> I think if they had gone more computer animated than, like... Like, more Frozen style? Yeah, then, like, it, I don't <clears throat> I don't know that it would have felt as cool. Like, it, yeah. it was really stylized really nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one was... And I liked that it was Fun. in New Orleans. That gave it a really interesting vibe. Yeah, like the voodoo stuff. I was scared when I watched it. There was some. I wasn't stuff. a kid, but I was like, yeah. "Oh, this may." Like, I felt really like Ugh, yeah. about a lot of it. Um. So I was like nervous the first time I saw it. Like little firefly guy. Evangeline. Evangeline, the star that everybody's wishing on, and I'm like, you guys. Um. Uh, other throwbacks that I watched, I watched Apollo 13 for the first time. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen that. Maybe high school. I thought I would be really nervous watching this movie. Like, I thought I'd be stressed out. Yeah. But I wasn't. Well, that's good. I liked, I enjoyed, the whole time I just was like, hey, Bill Paxton's here! Like, (laughs) I have this weird relationship with Bill Paxton (laughs) in my life. Bill and I are, like, pretty close buds now. That's funny. He shows up in movies. For me, Bill Paxton is someone that I don't ever think about being in movies. That I'm like, oh, Bill's here! Yeah. Ah, Bill joined the party! Somebody cast Bill! Uh, so Bill Paxton was around, which was kind of fun for me. Yeah. And he and I to, like, have that moment to connect again. <laughs> I also watched the entire series of Big Love. Oh, yeah. Where he's a polygamist and is, like, running... Uh, multiple families in secret and then other things happen <laughs> and so like 
So I've seen a lot of Bill Paxton. <laughs> I've seen Bill Paxton have sex with many people. And, wait, hold on. Let me... Lord. He had three wives. And then a girlfriend. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's fine. I've seen him, like, do some crazy stuff in that show. And so whenever I see Bill Paxton being normal, I'm like, no, man, you got three families on the down low. <laughs> Don't play like this, is, like this is your life now. Like, you're an astronaut. I know you have, like, nine kids. <laughs> and so, so there's this part of me that's always like, no, Bill, I know what you do in secret. And, like, don't pretend that you're some normal dude. You're not the average American. <laughs> that's just me and Bill Paxton. Oh, just, nice. like, you know, going back and forth. Because that's how we do. Um, and then I also watch The 40-Year-Old Virgin, which is, like, another... That's an, I mean, I feel Throwback. like I say this a lot now, but I, I haven't that watched that come for out? a long time. I feel like, like I was in high school. In the, so I think I was in high school when it came out. Lord in heavens, everybody looked so young. Yeah. Everybody looked so young. Steve Carell looked so young. I was really... So the, the scene that made me the angriest was the waxing chest waxing scene. Yeah. Simply because they were doing it wrong. Well, yeah. And I know that it was actual waxing. I know that they filmed them right. waxing Steve Carell. That was a real, right. like, real experience that he had on camera, which was great. However, no professional starts in the middle, right, right above a nipple, <laughs> just to make, like, a jack-o'-lantern on <laughs> <laughs> on a body. I was so upset about it. I was like, you would never start there. That's not where you start. And then she didn't apply pressure afterwards like you're supposed to. I don't think she was wearing gloves like you're supposed to. I was like, no. No, no. I am licensed to perform this service and this is not how it would have gone down <laughs> IRL. I know it's for a movie. Yeah. Still though, like no wonder he was in such pain. Right. Man. That, to me, was the most annoying part of the whole movie. I do love that in that scene, he, like, it wasn't scripted, the things that he said. No. So when he says Kelly Clarkson's name, and they just... all are just like, what? That was their actual reaction, too. Their response was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Kelly Clarkson! <laughs> just like, what's happening right now? Oh, yeah, no, that was real. And I loved that, and I'm glad that I knew that before going in. 40-Year-Old Virgin was... 40-Year-Old Virgin is a movie that everyone has talked about in my age group mm -hmm. since it came out. I was always like, I don't understand how this movie could possibly be that good. Like, it was just another, like, Judd Apatow movie with Seth Rogen, and I was like, this doesn't... Did you like it? I think I liked it better than I thought I would, mm -hmm. but I'm not like, wow, a movie of our generation! <laughs> but, it seemed, but it's one of those movies that kind of landed that enough. way. In Judd yeah. Apatow's career. Yeah. That it was different at yeah. the time. I don't know how early it is in his, like, lineup of movies. Yeah. I thought it, I thought they did an interesting job with the different, like, the different men giving him lots of different kinds of advice based on their own experiences. Yeah. And then it turns out that, like, Steve Carell actually had it, he kind of had it right all along that yeah. he should be, like, waiting. Yeah. <laughs> that he's like... I, I waited, and I'm really glad that I did. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it was really important that I do this. Yeah. Um, And it was also great that, like, through all of the terrible advice that he was given, it also, like, supported him in getting out of his comfort zone, because he would have never, ever found his, like, life partner had mm -hmm. he not just, like, 
taken a couple, like, steps and, like, yeah. done a couple of brave things. Like, he took risks and, uh, and then he found the love of his life. And I thought it, because at first I was, I didn't know how the plot was going to go. And I was like, if this is a movie about, like, you better have sex before you get married, I'm just going to be, like, bothered everywhere. I and then it was actually, like, like kind of oh, pleasantly okay. surprised by that ending. It was like, no, this You're is like, fine. Oh, that was, that was a pretty good message, actually. Like, it kind of, like, honored that, Which like, this like... is, like, it honored the idea that, yeah. like, this is not for every, like, yeah. this is actually a perfectly acceptable and wonderful choice to make is to, like, wait until you're married, until you're positive that this is the person you want to yeah. be with. Because it's not a true... Because even the men that, like, Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd and all of the other people were eventually, like, dude, it's way more serious than I ever thought. I act like it's no big deal, but, like, having sex is actually really important and meaningful. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, like, the way that I'm living my life right now bothers me. And I was like, oh. Oh, you guys learned something from the Virgin. That's really. I was like, what a weird yeah. plot twist that I, I didn't like see coming. That's the one thing that I like about Joe Apatow movies is there's yeah. always like this kind of like, oh, you actually did really like, learn something. And, oh, like you did a lot of dumb stuff. Yeah. So, like. Oh, okay. Yeah. But okay, but it all kind of worked out. It was yeah. really nice. It was great. I was. I did think it was weird that there was no that like nothing. Oh wait, never mind. Just kidding. I was like, nothing really happened with Elizabeth Banks' character. Like, never mind, she was crazy. <laughs> I was like, oh wait, I forgot. I forgot that that was a whole thing. Never mind. It's good. So that movie was kind of fun, I guess. It was fun to watch Paul Rudd being really young and see Steve Carell being really young. Yeah. That was so long. I almost watched Fox, Fox Catcher immediately afterwards, and then I was like, no, it's a Channing Tatum movie. I gotta wait. I didn't watch any Channing Tatum movies. I almost did. And I was oh, no. like, no. I'm gonna wait. I mean, so you I can, can be... watch it. It's fine. No, shh. I gotta be surprised for the podcast. <laughs> shh. Don't tell me what to do. Okay. What are some? What are some? Uh, some other stuff that you watch? Those are the older things that I watched. I think. Um. Let's see. The oldest thing I watched is um. Every year they play Christmas movies at our favorite theater, The Gateway. Not sponsored by the Gateway Film Center. So I, I did this last year and decided to do it again this year and make it a. Uh, new tradition is on one of my days off for Christmas, I go spend the day at the theater and watch the new Star Wars movie and a Christmas movie. Aww. So, this By year, yourself? Yeah. That's cool. It's nice. Do you so, bring sadness? No. <laughs> I have a stuffed sadness. That's what you to. <laughs> I was like, do you bring sadness? <laughs> no, so I went to, I saw The Last Jedi, I went to a 10 a.m. showing of The Last Jedi on a Thursday, and there was four other people in the, stu- in the audience. Which was kind of great. <laughs> and then I went to lunch somewhere. And then like within walking somewhere. distance and came back. And then I was like, I'm going to watch It's a Wonderful Life. That's a great Christmas movie. And I was like, I want some hot chocolate to go with it. And <laughs> Yeah. Gonna... You know what though? Hot chocolate and It's a Wonderful Life is a perfect combination. Right. I was like, this sounds just seems like the right thing to do. This so is I went to right order thing. hot chocolate at the movie theater and they only had they had one on their cocktail menu oh. that was hot chocolate with peppermint and vodka. And I was like, can I have it without the vodka? I just have peppermint hot chocolate. <laughs> and they were like, well, do you want the peppermint schnapps? And I was like, you know what? Let's just go all the way. You We're just going to do it. Everything. <laughs> You're like, you know what? I mean, if I'm going to pay eight bucks for hot chocolate, <laughs> I guess I'll drink too. <laughs> So I got this ridiculously boozy hot chocolate, but it also had whipped cream and sprinkles, so. And you're like, oh, we'll just go for it's it. It's fine. I was like, don't 
It's not that big of a deal. It's fine. So, yeah, I had Fancy Hat Chocolate and watched It's a Wonderful Life. I was like, it's the two-hour movie. I'll be fine. <laughs> Man, I haven't seen that one since I was a kid, and it makes me nervous to watch that movie. It's good and, like, a little sad. I know you said you liked it because it was sad. I like sad movies. I was surprised. I hadn't seen it for a few years, and I was surprised how, like, not fake the relationships felt. Because you know how in a lot of old yeah. movies, like, when people are in love, they're like, oh, I love you so much, and, like... Let's kiss with our noses. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, it's yes, all feels very fake. But this was very, like, um... Like, you could tell the characters yeah. were meant to be in love, which Aww. I thought was really nice. Like, especially since this I'll movie get you the was, movie, like, Mary. 1940. I'll put a lasso around it. Bring it down. Yeah. That's what I remember. Yeah. Am I thinking of the right movie? Yeah. Because that movie is so long. It's long. And it goes through so many phases in yeah. life that I sometimes think I've it's different put movies. different movies together. I always forget that it's the movie with the swimming pool under the floor. With the, the swimming floor. pool under the dance floor. Yeah. Yes, it's the same movie. It's the same movie. Because it's after that they're walking home. Yeah. And so she somehow loses her clothes in a they're bush. They're all wet. Yeah. And he like steps on the I'll string the of her like robe or something yeah doesn't he sing her a weird song out there or something? yeah they sing buffalo gals buffalo gals won't you come out <laughs> yeah. yeah that one but yeah it's a really interesting little movie it's cute and weird yeah. it's a weird one because it's also a movie about suicide yeah <clears throat> about like people dying at christmas yeah because they're hella sad which is real that's and real his talk was mo- like his job was a mess, and, like... And isn't that also the one where he, like, goes to the bank, and he was like, come on, can we get six bucks for old Doris here, or whatever? Something like that, And, yeah. like, he, like, convinces everyone to be like, what do you actually need? Yeah. And he, like, rallies the town around, like, yeah. let's not get what we... Like, let's not go insane, but let's, like, figure out, like, what do you need to survive right now? Mm-hmm. Like, for, like, really, really, really. Like, yeah. can we get by until we sort something out? And yeah. he, like, brings the town together... And tries to jump off a bridge, or he does, or I don't no, know. No, he he almost does, and then the angel comes and talks to him. Oh yeah, what was his name? Gabe. Clarence. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe. Gabe. <is> an angel. <laughs> Gabe showed up. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, so that was a nice like day at the movies. I watched a wonderful life. Good. I'm glad. I want to pause it real quick and go to the bathroom. Okay. <laughs> I was like, hold on. Okay, newer movies that. I watched this week. Um, I got mm, a fair part of the way through Dunkirk. Yeah. And then I was like, boy, everybody said this movie is boring, and it is boring. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I was super bummed out, because I finally got to, like, oh, Harry Styles is here. And then I just kept falling asleep and not caring. (laughs) I was like, I'm really disappointed, because it's from a director that I love. Yeah. And it had, it had Tom Hardy and Killian Murphy in it. I should have been enthralled. Yeah. And I was pretty bored. Yeah. As I'm sure the men at Dunkirk were bored. <laughs> and I was just like, but then there's another movie that's coming out about Dunkirk. Really? From like a different perspective or something. And I was like, we just did this. Why are people making movies about this? I don't, I don't understand. I just, I was a little, I was, I'm not I was a bummed out. movie person though. So. It was very pretty. The soundtrack was beautiful. Yeah. And the, like, I wouldn't be surprised if it's nominated for costumes. Oh. At all. Yeah, that like, surprised me. Like, hair and costumes, I, I won't be surprised at all. But it was just, like, so, like, sound editing, 
It's got some, like, technical awards coming its yeah. way, I think. But I, it was I can not... see sound editing be big for a war movie yeah. with a soundtrack. Apparently the director did not know that Harry Styles was, like, a famous pop singer when <laughs> he got cast. He was just like, oh, yeah, this guy's nice, and he fit, like, his face looks like it could be from this era. Yeah. That's so funny. And he's British. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I was like, okay. Did you see that they called him in to host the Late Late Show when uh, James Corden's wife had her baby? No. So. What? She was going into labor and they were like, crap, we need someone to fill in for the host for the last minute. Why so, don't they call me? So James calls Harry Styles and is like, hey, can you host for me tonight? Like, two hours before the show. And he's like, oh, uh, yeah. So he, like, gets no. up, puts on a suit and, like, shows up and hosts the show for him. And he's like, hey, so, uh, James is having a baby. So I'm British. He, so he talks about, like, so he's like, yeah, they had a beautiful baby girl earlier tonight. I got to see her. She's very lovely. She looks just like James. Mostly because James looks like a giant baby. <laughs> and then, like, just has, like, a really charming opening and then, oh. like, hosts the show for him. And I was like, oh, look That's at you so being sweet. such a nice guy. And how strange is that to be like, we don't have a sub. We should call Harry Styles and see <laughs> he if just, he's like, available. He just, like, called his friend and was like, hey, can you help me out? And he's like, sure. Yeah, okay. It was funny. How great is that? Anyway. That's really exciting. <laughs> we'll call Harry. Harry could do it. That's so good. I think Brian Cranston filled in after him. Like, they had some really random people come in and fill in his spot, but it was really entertaining. Anyway, that's our Harry Styles update. I love it. (laughs) Harry Styles Watch 2018. (laughs) Is that our new beat, apparently? (laughs) The new beat. Do we have a a Jude Law update? No, he's still the young Pope. All right, great. Um, <laughs> he's also young Dumbledore, so. What? You didn't know about that? No! He's the young Dumbledore, or they're calling him hot Dumbledore, which I think is funny, in mm. the new, um, mm. Fantastic mm. Beasts 2. Are we gonna see Dumbledore There's pictures on being in a relationship with a man? I, that I don't know. Probably not. We're not ready for that, I guess. Possibly not, but. Maybe the Harry Styles will show up. Maybe. Hair. Jude Law and Harry together is a, there's a joke. Anyways, there's a joke in there, and it's not a good one, but it's something in there. Uh, I also didn't finish Straight Outta Compton. Yeah. And I also didn't finish the, I was super excited to watch a documentary. I watched one documentary, mm-hmm. and it was the Armstrong lie, mm-hmm. and I was super excited to be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna learn something new about Lance Armstrong. <laughs> Did you? It was, like... Two hours of him being like, yup, I doped, yup, I doped, I doped, I doped, I doped. Here's what doping looks like. Dope, 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 dope. <laughs> and they're like, doping is bad. And he denied doping for years, but why did he do it? Oh, well, let's talk about... It's just like, cool. We know he did, and we know he didn't feel bad about it at the time. And we know that if he could go back and do it all over again, he probably wouldn't dope, but we also know that he wouldn't have won. And so... That's it. <laughs> and I was just like, cool? Yeah. What? And it was super, like, there was some weird stuff where it was very clear that Lance Armstrong, the one thing I did learn about Lance Armstrong was that he, uh, I believe he was very much, like, throwing his, like, his power around. Because mm. I guess there was another guy who was on his team, he got busted for doping. Oh. And then was, like, kind of exiled from, by from cycling, like, mm-hmm. not I, exiled, exiled, but, like, they're, like, n- yeah. no one wanted them, right. wanted him on their team because right, he was right. sort of, you know, 
he got busted and so it looked bad. And so Lance Armstrong had him be the only American reporter that he would talk to. Hmm. And so it was kind of a way of, like, keep, like keeping that guy where Lance wanted him to. Yeah. Because he was doing, you know, reporting and stuff from, like, races and from the Tour de France. And he was, and that old teammate was, like, the only reporter that oh, he would speak yeah. to. And he would, like, bring him in for, like, sit-down interviews. And yeah. he would be the only one. Right. As sort of a way to be, like, ha. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, whoa, Lance. Yeah. You sneaky mofo. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't finish it because at some point I was like, are we going to talk about something else? No. Okay. Yeah. But it was a lot of lying, but he was, he came out about his lies, which I guess, but in the same way I was like, but that's just like another way to like spin it and keep you the center mm-hmm. of attention though. Mm-hmm. It's like do this whole thing where, and where you're still, he's still the center of attention. Right. And he's still going to make... I mean, he's still going to make money off stuff. Yeah. But I was like, dude, he got caught up in a lie. Little, little Mr. Pinocchio on his bike. <laughs> One testicle Pinocchio. <laughs> One ball noke. <laughs> wow. <laughs> at first, at first, actually, when I sat down to watch the documentary, I thought, I didn't, I don't know anything about Lance Armstrong, and I always thought it was like a weird like, I, like, it was very much, like, an idol. Like, he was a golden yeah. calf of, like, cancer for a while. And I was yeah, like. Yeah, he was real weird. Mm, I was always like, this is weird, guys. Like, this is not that big a deal. Like, cool, yay. But I was like, mm. But it was the same thing where I was like, there's no way that someone, like, beats cancer and then beats everybody else in the world. Like, that's actually not a physically mm. possible thing. So I just assume. I usually assume that an athlete is taking something to enhance their performance. Because, like, why wouldn't you? Because it's against the rules. Yeah, but, like, the rules... No, but doping <laughs> has been around... But Forbes... I know, I know. Here's my thing, though. Doping has been around for forever because before they could do, like, blood transfusions and made up all these cool, like, drug cocktails that would enhance performance, people, like, cyclists would go and they would stop at, like, cafes and bars at stopping points in the Tour de France... Mm-hmm or any other race, and they would, like, buy, like, a bunch of alcohol and drink it to, like, numb pain. Yeah. So that they could keep going, because it's so grueling. And so doping has been around since the beginning of the sport. Like, it's always been, it's been around since anything. Yeah. Since any time of grueling physical activity took place, and they found out that alcohol could be used as a numbing thing, like, they've used it. Yeah. So it's been a thing the whole time, and so there's actually, like, not much of a way like the people who aren't taking drugs are the people who are finishing last is really how it works right because the others are cheating right but either way but like there's hardly any way to like to like complete that course specifically like tour de france is like the most intense but like you can't do it even in top physical condition and, like, feel great afterwards and be like, boy, look at me, I did that. Like, the yeah. people who are finishing last are the people who are like, I'm not taking anything. And they're, like, tore down. And they don't do it that many times in a row. Like, they do it yeah. just, a, like, a handful of times. And they're like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, I'm super done. I'm never do- putting yeah. myself through that again. 
So it's kind of, it's a weird thing. The whole thing's weird. And part of me is like, I don't know, maybe you should just turn into a sport to be like, who can dope the best? Lance. Uh, <laughs> yeah, either like, make the sport doable without doping. Or. Or make it part of the thing. I'd be like, all right, so who's like but the smartest don't doper? make it impossible <laughs> without. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I'm all for, I think that they should be able to take something for the pain, frankly. For the pain, yeah. For the pain, for sure. And that's one of the things that will last as long. I don't know. I I learned, I guess I learned less about Lance and more about, like, like drugs and pain management. I was like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah. So there's some interesting stuff. I don't really care about yeah. Lance Armstrong. I, I mean, really, I, I don't know anything about doping in sports, but no. if I had to, like, if it's pain relief versus, like, I'm trying to enhancement, win. right? I think there's a difference. Yeah. Uh, I really thought that I was going to watch a documentary about how the cancer was a lie. It was really what I thought I was sitting down to watch. And I was like, oh no, it was just him lying about drugs. Everything else. For it. Yeah. So that got really exhausting. But I was like, oh, did he never have cancer? <laughs> That's what I thought I was going to watch. And I was like, oh no, he had cancer. Okay. Yeah. Um, there was that. Uh, so speaking of sports movies, yeah. my mom made us watch Field of Dreams. <laughs> <laughs> How did you describe it as like you're like the baseball movie with the cornfield? Yeah, <laughs> and everyone knows what that is. But like, yeah, that one. And my sister and I were like, we've never seen this. And my mom was like, oh, it's so great. You have to watch it. And we were like, most boring and weird movie. Yeah. So <laughs> first of all, it was on the MLB channel because of course the baseball channel has rights to this movie. Get out. Get out. Yeah. So have you ever seen it? No, I don't even know what it's about. <laughs> I feel now. like <laughs> a lot of, like, dudes who love sports love this movie. Mm. Neither of those am I. So. <laughs> I am neither of those things. <laughs> so basically, it's about, it's, I think it's Kevin Costner. Oh, And yeah. basically, he talks about how, like, when he was younger, his dad wanted him to play sports, and then it got to be a big thing, and they fought all the time, and so he, like, stopped playing because it was a, you know, to spite his dad or something. Yeah. So they had a big father-son, like, spat, and then his dad died, and he never got to go home and, like, say goodbye to him. So now he's a farmer in the middle of Iowa, and while- As one does. <laughs> and he's got a corn farm. And so as he's farming, and I'm just like, I don't see how this is sustainable. I know too much about farming to, like, watch this movie. Nope, so sure not. he has a vision one day. He sees a baseball diamond in his cornfield that he has. And he hears a voice say, if you build it, you will come. Ew! And you're just like, okay. Gross. So they spend... That's not God. <laughs> it was, By the way. It was just some like, That's weird That's not God vision. talking. So he decide he talks to his wife about it, and like, she keeps having like, these same kind of dreams or visions that he does. Like, that kind of confirms that he's supposed to do these things. Right. Yeah. So, he builds a legit baseball field, like, with lights and everything, in their cornfield. Spends all their money. Now, they, like, have Wait. hardly any money. Did he mow the grass? He, like, took down, like, he, took like... down the corn? Some of it, like, enough for that size of that baseball diamond. And then starts hearing all these other clues and things. So, like, one day, he's out there and, like sort of the ghost of this old baseball player shows up and is, like, oh. out there hanging out and they are talking about stuff. And then he 
ends up tracking down this writer that both of them love that lives in New York that wrote about baseball one time and it's James Earl Jones and they have to bring him back to town and they stop like they have all these different kind of like mm-hmm. I have to go do this thing and then drive somewhere and then meet some person and in the yeah. end basically all of them show up at the baseball diamond with like a whole team of like dead famous baseball players playing baseball and it's like the one guy's like is this heaven because it's awesome and then the other one's like Iowa <laughs> <laughs> And then eventually, like at the like, they're threatening to like take the farm because they have no money and all this stuff. And oh blah, my blah, god! Blah. And then at the end, his dad shows up because he loves baseball. And then they play catch together, and then the sun sets. <laughs> and oh, then wow. at some point, James Earl Jones told them that like people are gonna come from all around to see this place because it reminds them of their childhood. And then, like, they pan out from, like, playing catch with his dad, and there's, like, a whole row of cars coming to their house in the middle of the night in Iowa (laughs) to, like, pay to see this place that they've never heard of before. And we were just like, what is this? What is happening? (laughs) It's the weirdest movie. I don't know why it's so famous. I was like, there's some, like, weird time travel stuff happens, and, like... I like midnight in Paris goes yeah. for sports. Games. Yeah, kind of. Oh, in one in one scene, wow. they're in like this small <laughs> town because they're trying to track down this one baseball player who played one inning of one game and then never played again. And now he that was me. He was a doctor <laughs> in this small town, but he died twenty years ago. Oh lord! So he goes out for a walk in the middle of the night. Just like Midnight in Paris. Oh no! And it is suddenly 1970, and he finds the doctor before he died and talked to him. So this is a movie about an insane person who blows his family's money on a baseball field so he could reconnect with his dead father. And then it becomes a lucrative, like, business. Yeah, that people want to come. Play baseball in a, or like watch in, a, in corn. I don't. I don't actually understand. Like, can they all see the ghost baseball players? Do they just want to play baseball? On How did they hear about it? How, why are they there? In was the it in the, the newspaper? No. Did their kid just blab at school and was like, "My so. dad sees dead people," and they're like, "We gotta see this." Well, they do have the- what they didn't show is everyone shows up with like pitchforks <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, we gotta take this man down." <laughs> it was. The, I was just like, "Why is this?" This boy's gone. Gone like, soft in the head. <laughs> and I can like, I was like, oh no, I was not. I was not impressed by this movie. Wesley's the only thing that I did enjoy was their daughter, who was played by the little girl from uh, Sleepless in Seattle, who, like, convinces Tom Hanks' little boy to get on a plane. Do you remember that little girl? Uh, say that, wait, yeah. Sleepless yeah. in Seattle? Yeah, 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 yeah. That little girl plays their daughter. Oh, man. That's good. But other than <laughs> that, that I was nice. like, what is Field of Dreams? Glad mm-hmm. I missed that. Yeah, it's just Midnight in Paris for, like, baseball fans. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I was confused. I, Next time I meet someone who says they like baseball, I'm gonna ask them about this movie. <laughs> Good. Like, did you watch Field of Dreams? Yeah. How did you feel about that? And like, it's amazing. I'm like, bye. <laughs> I was like, walk away. <laughs> I'm just gonna walk I was away. Just like, I don't get this movie. 
But if I was <laughs> a sports loving dude, maybe I would feel differently. If I was a man it's like, who likes sports, please, I got to play catch with my dad, and I'm like, I don't. I'm sorry. Cool. Maybe go, you shouldn't have been a jerk to him for the past 30 years. Go get a friend. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Like, go buy a friend. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's right. gross. So that was weird. Uh, what else did we watch? Was the Family Stone any better? Oh, have you never seen the Family Stone? I don't think so. It's incredibly sad. Oh, I don't want to watch It's not that. incredibly sad, but it's sad. It's another, it's, um... Sometimes your version of sad movies are not movies, sad movies I like. It's true. <laughs> So this is a, it's a Christmassy movie. Um, I remember so, that much. So base it's Sarah Jessica Parker. Who, oh, yeah. yeah. And she goes back. She's dating, Dormit, what's his name? Dermot Mulroney. The guy who's in, like, all the Lifetime movies we watched. Oh, yuck. Work. Oh, yeah, him. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that guy. Him. So they go back to, like, sh- he brings her home for Christmas to meet his family. And, like, mm-hmm. she just does and says, like, all the wrong things at all the wrong times. And, like, is misunderstood by everyone. And, like, you kind of feel bad for her. But you're also kind of like, why would you do that? Like, What's don't happening? say that. So, like, he has a brother who is gay and deaf. And that makes it, like, really hard for her to, like... Oh, no. Relate to him. And, like, there's a bunch of great people in it. Claire Danes is in it. Amy Adams is in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the Wilsons is in it. I think Luke Wilson. Probably not Owen. Yeah. You would have known. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Um, that would have been him the whole time. I think Craig T. Nelson plays his dad, which is great. And then I forget the woman <laughs> who plays his mom, and she's wonderful. Speaking of Owen Wilson, have you seen... That they, or did we talk about this before? They Somebody took, like, um, Jedi lightsaber fights and replaced, oh, yes. and replaced the saber noises with just Owen Wilson saying, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's all. So when I hear about oh. Owen Wilson, I'm just like, hey, lightsabers. <laughs> wow. 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 <laughs> just like, that's it. That's all I have to say uh, about that. <laughs> yeah, so Sarah Jessica Parker is... Sort of like Cameron Diaz in my book, where I'm just like, eh, okay. Eh. But the rest of the cast is really great, and um, but it's got a sad ending, so. Oh well, well, there's that. But it's nice. It's sad. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> let's pick something more exciting to uh, talk about now. I'm trying to think about what I was like the one. So the other movies that I watched that I enjoyed, I uh, enjoyed Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. You made a face, and I was like, "Oh, were you actually asking? Or are you like ew?" No, I'm interested. <laughs> Did you see it? I saw Cloverfield. I haven't seen yes. any of the others. So I had seen Cloverfield, and then I didn't watch Ten Cloverfield Lane, and I was told how great it is, and how great it is, how great it is. And yeah. I was like, All right. Is that the whatever. one that has John Goodman in it? Yeah. Okay. And they're like locked in a bunker. Yeah. It's, it's real, I don't know how much I want to give away. I guess I can spoil anything I want. It's my podcast. Do what I want. <laughs> um, it's, uh, the, uh, it's the girl from Scott Pilgrim. Uh, which one? Like, the, the girl. The like girl the girl, with girl. the purple hair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, um, you know, I love her. What's her name? My Minecraft character is her. All I can think of is her character's name, Ramona Flowers. Yeah, and Ramona I, Flowers. But is I can't think movie. of her her real name. Whatever it is. So she's the main girl in this movie? Yeah. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Sure. I think that's it. Yeah, why not? That sounds great. That sounds like a name. Sure. I'll take it. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yep. <laughs> we'll hop right in there with those three names. Um, so she's in it. 
it's her and John Goodman and this other guy that I recognize, but I don't uh, know anything about. And they're, like, pretty much the only cast. Yeah. She's locked in a bunker with John Goodman. It's John Goodman's bunker and then this other dude with a beard. And she figures out that he has, that, like, he, she got into a car wreck, woke up in this bunker. She realizes it's John Goodman that wrecked her car. Oh. And so she's like, oh my gosh, I've been kidnapped. And he's like, I saved your life, and this is how you're thanking me? And he's basically just like, some crazy stuff's going up, Mm -hmm. like, going on outside. This is the only place that it's safe. I've been, like, building this for, like, years, like, ready for, like, some nuclear war to go down. And, like, this is the only place that it's safe, and the air up there is toxic, and all of this stuff. And so... Uh, so it, it, they go through a lot of her, like, believing him and then not believing him and then trying to get out and then realizing, like, oh, oh shoot, something might actually be going on up there that I don't know about. And they go back and forth and back and forth a bit mm-hmm. um, until finally, like, crazy goes down. And it gets real good and she gets out and then, and then you're sort of like, oh, oh, there are aliens. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> like, he yeah. wasn't totally wrong. Yeah. But he wasn't totally right. Yeah. And it just got, like, it got wild from there. And I was like, what is even going on? I was like, are they turning Cloverfield into, like, a weird trilogy? Like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know. But they left the ending open enough that I was like, we could continue if we wanted. Or we could leave it right here and be like, well, that's happening somewhere in the world. Uh, It was really interesting. And I I thought, like, the, the tension was really good. Um, there... There are moments, though, I'm the, she was very smart. Mm-hmm. I, think she, I love it when they have, like, a smart, creative heroine. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was like, is she too smart? Yeah. Like, does she know too much about how to make things, like, how to get out yeah. of a situation? Like, there were some things where I was like, this is so brilliant and so, like, so simple that you're like, whoa. I don't think I would have thought of that. It's too simple. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, things like that, where it's like, how do you get out of a bunker? Maybe like this, but how did she know to do that? Like, those right, sorts of things. Yeah. Where I was like, you have a lot of, like, really solid knowledge of things tools you, yeah. and things. And I was yeah. like, this is interesting. It is interesting. And I'm sure a smart, creative woman would have been able to figure it out. But I was also like, I'm glad you didn't make her dumb. And part of me is like, would I have known what to do? <laughs> yeah. Like, would I have thought of all of these things? Maybe not. But she was wonderful. I really enjoyed that movie. Um, I also watched Now You See Me too. Mm-hmm. I really like Now You See Me. Yeah. They're weird movies. They are kind of I weird. like, I like magic yeah. stuff and like tricks and illusion and I like those sorts of things. Like yeah. The Prestige is forever one of my favorite movies. And so I really enjoy these kinds of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't love the whole overarching, arching. Same difference. Whatever. Yeah. The, the big, the wide story in the sky of like there's basically there's like a background story going in mm-hmm. these movies where they have like the Illuminati for magicians <laughs> right? called like the eye or something and yeah. I was like okay so that's one that I like that's the part of the storyline they're like I don't really care about all this but I love everything else yeah I like I like how the actors, I like the way the actors play with each other, I like the characters playing with each other, I like the tricks that they do, I like Mm -hmm. the camera tricks that they do. It's really, they're fun. Yeah. And they're really inventive, and I love movies about magic 
about illusions and yeah. stuff yeah. and like faking people out more than like this is a movie bit. Well, I love Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. Never mind. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna shut up about that. <laughs> I didn't finish Straight Outta Compton. It got boring. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think Straight you mentioned that. Um, I uh, we could talk about the Last Jedi and Jumanji. But I really want to hit out. Oh, I also watched Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Yeah. I really liked it. I got what to. What was that about? Or who was in that? Tina Fey. It's her oh, movie. Okay, it was the Tina Fey one. Tina Fey. She's a reporter who goes to. Um, I think she goes to Iraq during the war. Mm-hmm. So she suddenly she was just someone like writing copy at a desk, and basically they pulled the people from the station, in New York, in and were like, "So you're all the single." Like, unmarried people with no kids, someone's got to go to Iraq. Oh, wow. And Tina Fey was like, I mean, I guess I will. Like, yeah, I'm bored. Interesting. Whatever. And it was going to be for, like, three months or something. She was just like, all right. And then it was, like, years that she wow. was there. And it was based on, like, an actual reporter who went yeah. over. Um, and so it just kind of, like, details her life there. And then she meets, um, she makes friends and she meets... I never, Martin Freeman, Martin Freeman mm-hmm. um, plays sort of opposite her. He's great. They introduce him as just, like, this Scottish douchebag <laughs> who's, like, really slimy and only trying to get into everybody's pants. Just, like, a real cat of a dude. And they introduce him that way, and then they end up becoming, like, friends and, like, caring about each other. And then they have kind of a relationship together. Yeah. But then she's like, I'm going back. Eventually, she goes back to the States, and she's like, you can come with. I didn't think you would. Yeah. <laughs> but it ends, the movie ends really cutely where she's, um, she's doing more reporting and stuff, like, in New York, like, she ends mm-hmm. up being sort of, like, an anchor of a certain portion of the news, and she's interviewing him, and so they, they end the movie with this very sweet, um, like, side-by-side shot of, you know, when someone's interviewing yeah, yeah, someone yeah. on the news, and they yeah. just have two floating heads because they're in two different parts yeah, of the world. Yeah. She's interviewing him. And she's like, right, when we're, you know, like, when we get back, we'll be speaking with so-and-so from the blah, blah, blah. And he's there. And so they show them during, like, while they're waiting on the commercial break. And, like, they're, like, getting, like, makeup and stuff adjusted. And they're, like, chatting with each other over the headset. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, I'll, I'll be in New York in a couple weeks if you want to get a drink and catch up. And then they just are, like, smiling at each other through the camera. And then the movie ends. And I was like, oh, my God, you got I was like, I never thought that I wanted Tina Fey and Martin Freeman to be a thing, but I loved them together. <laughs> I was really surprised at how much I, like, she was a character that you're like, she's kind of like, you feel for her. Yeah. And then he's a character that you're like, I really hate this dude. Yeah. But then through their relationship, they kind of begin to care about each other. He actually got, like, kidnapped. He was like a war prisoner for a oh, hot wow. minute. And she figured out a way to get him out. <laughs> Like, oh, as wow. a reporter, she was doing some, like, snooping and was like, uh-uh, no, no, no. And, like, found a way to get him out. So then she got, like, the story of yeah. them finding the guy. Yeah. <laughs> of, like, of them, like, finding a war prisoner. So then it was this whole thing. There's a lot of, like, nuanced things about, like, work and reporting and, like, hierarchies and trying to become the most popular reporter in Iraq yeah. at the time. Interesting. Which is insane. But their relationship was really fun and sort of interesting and, like, to see them together at the end. But, like, not together. But being yeah, like, that's hey. cute. But to, like, a couple years later being like, hey, I care about you. Yeah. And, like, I 
I, even though we went to opposite ends of the world, they're like, I'm not done. Like, I'm not done with this. And I was yeah. like, oh, you guys. It's so cute. <laughs> so it was cute. really great. It ended up being, like, kind of cuter than I thought it would be. Yeah. I was like, you don't probably go into a, like, a racky like, you're gonna be cute. journalist movie It wasn't adorable. Yeah, it wasn't a rom-com by any means, but she's like, oh, Tina Fey's so good. But it's great. She, like, blackmailed a prime minister and oh, wow. stuff. Like, in its, you know, truish story. And I was like, this is great. This is super fun. Um, But I also, I really want to hit on Mother. Yeah. It's a movie that was so insane and so wild. I didn't know totally. I didn't know what it was about. I didn't read a thing about it. Hannah saw it, like, the night before I did. She was like, it's, she was like, it's, a, it's about God and Mother Earth are in a relationship together. And so it's um, um, Javier Bardem and Jennifer Lawrence, mm-hmm. and they are playing, like, God and Mother Earth, and they have a house together. Also, go watch Jumanji. <laughs> it was very funny. The Rock is in it. <laughs> My favorite part about Jumanji... Let's skip. Let's just go into Jumanji real quick. Okay. My favorite part about Jumanji is that the vain teenage girl... Oh, yeah. So the, so Jumanji is a game... We all know it as a board game that you get sucked into. In the 90s, Or, or yeah. whatever. Jumanji has, like, morphed itself. The Jumanji game itself became a video game. Uh, to, like, you know, because people didn't play board games anymore, I guess. Yeah. And so you get sucked in and you become the caricature, or the... The, like, the avatar, avatar in the game. In the game. The vain girl becomes Jack Black. We all know that Jack Black's just okay for me. Jack Black was wonderful here. Yeah. It wasn't over the top. It was just enough. I heard enough. that like, he was perfectly teen girl for the entire movie. He was. It was just the right amount of teen girl without it being like... But not like ugh. caricature teen girl. No. It was really ideal. My favorite part of the whole movie is when Kevin Hart is like, hold on, I gotta pee. And Jack Black says, oh my god, I've been dreading this all day, but me too. <laughs> and then the Rock and Kevin Hart have to teach Jack Black how to pee in the woods. <laughs> and the gag went on just too long for my parents and just long enough for me to be like, this is so good. I was like, please take it here. Please take it here. Because now you have a teenage girl who's like, what is this? Oh, <laughs> it's like, he's like, how do I do it? And The Rock is like, aim. You need to aim. And Kevin Hart's like, man, what happened to you? Like, why is this so important? <laughs> is like just remember to aim and she's like whoa jack black is like these things are crazy like, it was so wonderful they're like what do i do now it's like well you just gotta just hold it and just let it go like, what like wow so it was really wonderful the movie is super fun jack black also teaches karen gillen how to flirt in this movie yeah they have like a montage of like she needs to go distract some guards and she's karen gillen's character is the only like girl but, technically. yeah but she's like not very girly like right the character that plays yeah her. she's not super girly and so she's like trying to figure out what to do with her body so there's a lot of like hair flipping and my favorite is when they're like <laughs> jack black's teaching her how to how to say oh my god you're so funny <laughs> she's like oh my god you guys are so funny you guys are and she's like no it's you guys are so funny. You're so funny. And it's just the two of them like, you're so funny. Oh my god, you're so funny. So Karen Gillen finally walked up to these guards and she's like, you guys are so interesting and funny. <laughs> and I was like, that's what flirting looks like. 
That is exactly what it looks like, is laughing at nothing that a man says and saying, you're so funny. And just like, how do I compliment you so much that you'll be interested in me? And I was like, man, this is what flirting was like as a kid. Like, this is all I knew how to do. It was super fun. They followed, they followed video game logic very well. That's good. And it kind of, people were like, oh, it was like a kid's movie. I was like, no, it was kind of like an, a movie for adults who don't play video games, because it was kind of like The Rock it ex- was... It, like, explained all yeah. of the tropes and stuff. Yeah, kind of and, thing. like, The Rock was, like, taking you on a tutorial of how video games work. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is a cutscene. <laughs> 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 it's like, uh... so good. But they had, like, true-to-life video game characters that only could say certain... Like, they yeah. had auto-responses. Yeah. So Reese Darby's character is just like, Welcome to Jumanji! We need your help! And, like... They only <laughs> responded to, like, certain sentences, and if they said anything out of script, it would just repeat. And I was like, yep, that's playing a video game. Yep, it is. <laughs> You're like, I need this different information, and you won't give it to me. Yeah. It was. They followed video game logic nicely. It was really fun. I had a great time watching it. I laughed out loud. Uh, I also laughed a lot watching The Last Jedi. It was lovely. Well, before we get to that one, yeah. I wanted to talk about... Uh, we watched a Hitchcock movie that I'd never heard of or oh. seen. Oh. Which is The Trouble with Harry. Uh, ooh. So Harry mom... Styles. <laughs> Harry Styles watched nope. 2018. So my mom was like, hey, have you seen this one? It's on TV. I was like, nope. So we watched it. So this movie is about, the, if you read the IMDb like thing, he says, like, The Trouble with Harry is he's dead and the town, oh. people can't decide what to do with him. So, <laughs> so oh, okay, great. Basically... It starts out, so this guy's out hunting, and he's like a bumbling kind of dude, like an older guy, and he's out shooting some stuff and, like, doesn't hit anything, so he thinks, and he stumbles across his dead body in the woods, and is like, oh my gosh, I must have killed him accidentally, I need to get rid of the body. And then, like, someone else walks by and is like, oh my gosh, the dead body, I better go tell someone. Like, a little boy comes and, like, sees it and goes home to tell his mom, um... This, like, doc- the doctor from the town walks past, but he's, mm-hmm. like, reading a book the whole time and just, like, steps over him and doesn't notice it. Like, the dead body there. And then, um, like, a couple other, a- an artist shows up and, like, does a sketch of the guy's face because he's an artist. I don't know why. Um, and <laughs> then this, like, older lady shows up, right, when... He's trying to, like, drag the body away, and she, like, doesn't even, like, she barely mentions the, like, oh. she, like, hardly acknowledges the body, that's not a word, acknowledges that the body is there. And so now, he's like, what am I gonna do? Because, like, five people have seen this, and he's, so he's trying to figure out, um, what to do with the body. <laughs> so... It sounds great. It's, like, kind of slapstick hilarious, actually. Which is funny for, for a Hitchcock. Hitchcock. So, like, some of the shots are, like, super Hitchcock-like. They're really great. Um, Perfect. So, he's trying... He wants to, like, bury the body, and then all these things happen, and you try to, like, they're trying to figure out who actually killed him and who he is. And at some point, like, the little boy brings his mother back, and she's played by... She... What's her name? Um, Shirley MacLaine. No. But she was 21. She's so young and has this cute pixie cut. And she's like, oh, that's Harry. I don't care what you do with him. (laughs) Like, Oh, that's Harry. (laughs) And so you find out 
at the like one like somebody they bury him and then they have to dig him back up because they realize that he wasn't killed by the bullet because something else was killed by the bullets and they only had three bullets. So then they have to figure out what actually killed him and then they try to bury him again to give him a good ba- like decent burial. Like at some point they bring they dig him up like a third time and like bring him to the house and try to clean him up and everybody's like ironing his clothes and everything so they can have the doctor look at him. It's really ridiculous. You find out that he's really like a terrible like abusive husband that used to be married to uh the mom the young mom. Is it Shirley McLean? Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. So she was married to her son's dad. He died. Oh. Her his brother was like, Well, I should marry you and like make sure the kid's taken care of. So oh, she was ooh. like <laughs> So she was Never like, trust well, a brother wanting to marry you. <laughs> she was like, uh, okay. And then he turned out to be like a terrible jerk and so she ran away from him. And then he showed up in this town and like knocked on her door in the morning and she was like, No, you can't come in. We're not married, like I'm not dealing with this. So he ran off. He started, he was super drunk, um, came across the older lady in the middle, like, while she was out walking in a field somewhere. She smacks him, like, makes an advance on her because he thinks it's his wife. Oh. She, like, conks him in the head with her hiking boot and, like, thinks she's killed him. Oh. And so she thinks she's done it. Like, everybody thinks they've done it. Um, and... Eventually, they finally get the doctor to come, and it turns out that he died of a heart attack because he was drinking so much, and none of them did it. So they all just put the body back in the field, and then then just wait for someone to find it and, like, actually, uh, like, turn it in. Because over the course of this one day, the artist and Shirley MacLaine have fallen in love and want to get married, but realize they can't until her husband is officially dead. So they can't just bury him in the woods because he's, then no one would know. So it's a whole ridiculous thing. But, and some of the dialogue was hilarious. You were just like, what are you talking about? It was really fun. It was a weird movie. I love that. (laughs) It makes me really happy. That reminds me of, um. Much Ado About Nothing. Yeah. And that kind of... Is that kind of, That like, vein of, like... Like, people are just doing weird things, and... <laughs> it was really funny. Like, you don't... Like, most Hitchcock movies aren't funny, but this was really no. funny. They'll have some humor in them, but yeah. there's nothing that's, like, outright... Because this was not suspenseful. It wasn't suspenseful. It was just really funny. So. So, yeah. So, you want to talk about The Last Jedi real quick, and then we can wrap up? Yeah. Can we also talk about a baby just got born while we were recording Yay! this podcast? My friend just had his baby and sent me a picture of Yay. it, and it's so beautiful. It's got a little winter hat. I've never seen a baby with a winter hat. I know that they put, like, the caps on them, yeah. but this is, like, winter hat. Oh, it's got you a know? pom-pom. It's got a little pom-pom. It's got a little, it's got a little chest. Oh, it's a little baby. And it's got, and it's got big, look at fluffy cheeks. I love little baby faces. Look at that baby. It's so cute. Oh, my God, that baby's. You know how babies are usually ugly when they're Sometimes born? Sometimes they're real weird looking. This that one one's cute. looks like a month old. The other baby that was just born was that I showed you pictures of is pretty cute too. Oh my god. I think people babies. are having cuter babies. Maybe. As the Maybe world we goes just on. Know cuter people. We might just be friends with pretty people. <laughs> <laughs> this couple is very pretty. It's all, It's kind of gross. I wonder if I can find a picture of them. Yeah, here it is. 
Here's the happy family. They're so gross. Look how pretty Aww, they are. Oh, look how cute they are. Let's just talk about that. Let's not talk about that for a minute. But, like, you're so cute. Aww. Anyways, so a baby was born. Happy New Year. Oh, my God, it's New Year baby. I Yay. can't. It's so cute. It's on New Year's Eve that this baby is born. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like, it's so good. <laughs> This is, okay, so this is now the birthday of a kid I know. Well, yeah. I'm going to go meet the kid tomorrow. I already asked. I was like, can I go to the hospital tomorrow? And they're like, yeah, yeah come over <laughs> tomorrow. Like, I don't okay. know them technically, but. <laughs> so I'm going to go meet a baby tomorrow. And then today is also my friend's wedding anniversary. They got wow. married on New Year's Eve three years ago. That's cool. Three years or four? Shoot. I don't know, man. Oh, I guess they got married four years ago. Because this is their third anniversary. That's how that works, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, three years is way too soon. Um, so we celebrate their anniversary. We have, like, a big New Year's party with all the friends that were there. Oh, and then fun. we, like, celebrate their anniversary and do cake and stuff. It's really nice. fun. That's so exciting. So the last Jedi. Yeah. This baby is the last Jedi. <laughs> you were like, let's talk about the last Jedi. And I was like, oh, baby. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and his dad's a huge Star Wars fan. Oh, good. So I'm just going to, maybe I'll bring the baby a lightsaber. <laughs> Do they make lightsaber rattles for babies? Oh, I'm going know. to Target. After this, I'm going to Target anyways for champagne and snacks. <laughs> so I'm definitely going to look for a baby. Oh my gosh. I don't know. I hope. Okay. Like somewhere on the internet they do, <gasps> if not at Target. I'm so happy. Uh, the last Jedi was great. I loved it. I had so much fun. Porgs. Porgs, though. They're so great. Porgs. End Did you story. hear the backstory of why there's Porgs? Yeah, because that island is full they of had puffins. Puffins, and they're like endangered, right? Yeah. Or something, so that you can. So, so wasn't it like so they just like cheaper for them to cover them up? Yeah, because they can't legally like get rid of like take them off the island, I believe. Because yes. Because of the endangeredness. So I guess it was like so they just like a, gave them digital pork costumes. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> well, I guess we'll just make a new animal out of it and just do that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, they just made little. I love the one that got in the ship with Chewy and like started ah! to like yeah he started like copying how Chewy was oh, yelling. Chewy sound. <laughs> how cute I can't do it, Leslie. I got a pork for Christmas. I saw. I'm very happy about it. Yeah, I'm so happy about it. I liked. I thought it was really interesting. Didn't you and I have a chat where I was like, I wish, I I want to be able to just talk to Adam Driver whenever I want to be able to like <laughs> yeah. stop in my living room and be like, Adam. He's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, oh, Adam, you're here. No, I'm here. He's like, I'm sorry, Adam, am I bothering you? Yeah, I'm eating a sandwich. Like, I'm sorry, are you busy? Yeah, I'm eating a sandwich. Like, sorry, you're really moody. I know. I'm like, jeez, okay, I guess I'll call back at a better time. Yeah, okay. And then, but I would be super afraid that he'd be like, Katie, and I'd be like, I'm in the shower! He's like, oh, sorry. Can I watch? No! Adam Driver, go away! He's like, oh, okay, well, I'll come back later. Like, I feel like if I could just talk to Adam Driver, it'd be, like, force phone tag. <laughs> like, I yeah. always found it interesting that they were talking to each other, like, oh, you're alone, that's good, I wanted to talk to you about something, instead of, like, I'm busy. Can't you see I'm busy? They're like, sorry, I'm training right now. Or, like, oh, I caught you in the bathroom. Or, like, ooh, is it mealtime? I'll come back when you're not chewing. Yeah. Like, there was none of that's that, funny. like, oops. I called it the wrong time. We're like, yeah. are you are you asleep? 
no, okay. Like, yeah, I, I don't. Was I thought this movie me. was so great, though. I liked it a lot. I also am really ready if no one has done it yet. You know when they were like touching hands? Yeah. And then Luke walked in, and was like, "Don't dim down. Don't be doing that." Yeah. And you could see. I guess you could see the through the force phone. <laughs> sure. Like force time. Yeah. Force <laughs> time. Like, yeah, when they were force timing. Um, <laughs> it's this cool new thing that only Jedi's can do. Um, it's fine. It comes with a religion. <laughs> and there's, I was like, I really hope that someone has taken that scene and edited like Sweet Caroline into it. It's like hands, touching hands, reaching out. Like it was such a slow mo yeah. hand touch that I was like, are is no one gonna do this? Because I'm ready. I can't do it. I don't know what I'm doing. I also don't have access to that footage legally, so yeah, wouldn't know what to do with it if I did. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I really, I enjoyed that, and I also, I enjoyed that relationship that was sort of beginning to mm-hmm. build. That was interesting. I also enjoyed that it wasn't some big like, turn to the light side, Ben. Yeah. He was just like, no. <laughs> it was just like, you know what? this dude's a jerk and I'm super tired of it. Yeah. And he like did it himself, but he was still trying to bring her over to the dark side anyways. And I was like, man, dude, like you must be conflicted. I like the new Rose character a lot. I thought she was great. Who? Um, the girl that, um, was hanging out with, uh, Finn. Oh yeah. Yeah. They were, that was a really sweet character. She's fun. She's she funky. Super cool. She reminds me of my friend, Jen. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. You know, Jen. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. She reminds me of Jen. Um, else was really great about that movie i just liked it so much i was like this is so much fun i will say that i was having a really strange weekend and i was falling asleep in public a lot (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't drunk and i wasn't high i was just really exhausted from work i worked like 120 hours in the course of like two weeks it was really insane and so i was very tired yeah and so I like started to doze off a little bit during the movie. Oh no. And I woke up like Luke and Leia saw each other and they're like having a quick little chat or whatever. Yeah. And then I closed my eyes and I opened them again and like I thought Luke was kissing Leia and I was like I almost yelled out like not again. <laughs> I just woke up and was like uh-uh, is all I said before. I was like, oh, it's her forehead. This is, like, yeah. a sibling love. I was just like, no! We did this already! No! <laughs> I thought it was super fun. I enjoyed it. I know a lot of people who didn't love it for any number of reasons and all these things, and I'm like, that's fine. And I agree with all those things, and at the same time, like, you know, it was what it was. I, uh... I didn't really care for um, uh, the woman from Jurassic Park. Was she from Jurassic Park? Did I get that wrong? She I was in Jurassic Park, right? See the new Jurassic Park. So no, the, no, in Jurassic like I don't remember in Jurassic Park. The woman with the purple hair. I really liked her, and not just because she had purple hair. Although uh, I did want her with purple hair. Why did you like her? I thought she, like, You've had that hair color before. I've given you that hair color. I like that hair color. It's great. I think, I don't know, she was just like, 
authoritative. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah. And, like, she wasn't gonna let people get away with things. Yeah. Um. Laura Dern. That's her name. But she was also, like, um. She was in the original Jurassic Park. Okay. She was, like, the woman in okay. there. That's how I remember her. I liked that about her, but I also felt like it was, there's a part of me, like, Leia had to show up and be like, you dumb nuts, she had a plan the whole time, why didn't you just listen to the woman? And I was like, true, thank Carrie Fisher, but also, why wouldn't you just let people know what on earth you were doing? Like, or let somebody know what in the world was going down. Not I that guess you don't have to. Like, if you're the... No, like, you, you don't have to. Like, like as the ruler. Like... It was kind of this weird, like, okay, she didn't have to, but I was like, boy, you could have saved yourself a whole lot of harm if you had just been a little more communicative. Yeah, but that wasn't... But I was like, well... Her personality wasn't, like, let everyone know everything about everything. No. So... Maybe some key players would have been good. <laughs> yeah, but the key players aren't necessarily the characters we were following. No, which is fine. Right. I don't think Just they knew like, what was going down either. Yeah. You know? I was like, I don't care if Flyboy knows junk. What I do care about is that somebody knows something about what's happening so that anyone can make an informed decision. It made me really anxious. But I liked, but I agree with you. I also liked that about her character. She was like, I don't gotta tell anybody. Like, yeah. I'm in charge here. Yeah. Okay? So, zip it. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, listen here, you dummy. <laughs> but I mean, it, ugh, but the silence made made some some crazy stuff happen. Kelly Marie Tran is the new girl. She's so cute. She's adorable. Ooh. Ooh. The rising cost of cosmetics is something that she's in. How exciting. <laughs> I know. I think she's going to be cool. I'm actually I'm really interested in seeing what else that actress ends up doing cuz yeah. she's super cute. I will also say that I love they took um General Hux. Yeah. His character who was so straight laced and we we were supposed to take him so seriously in the first yeah in the force awakens Mm -hmm. and they loosened that a little bit yeah and they were like okay he's weird and no one likes him and so we're gonna have to play with that yeah and i kept thinking i kept wanting to say hugs but like and i was just like i want to start a campaign that's like hugs for hugs because like that dude needs a hug (laughs) i think that's all he was missing from his childhood was a hug, not a forced chokehold, a hug. <laughs> and I don't think he ever got one. Yeah, I like the tone of this movie a lot. The like, tone was I, really it interesting. It was trying to be a little more lighthearted, which was nice. Yes. Yeah, I mean, lighthearted about everything. Like, they lightened up on, like, what on earth? Where everyone's like, what even is the force? And they're like, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, they played with that. Yeah, it, like, I think it it loosened up a little bit, which yeah. was nice, and they got to, like, play with the universe some more. Mm-hmm. I'm sad. I'm sad about Carrie Fisher. Again. I know. All over oh, again. Carrie Fisher. Did you hear about her dog? No. So, A, he has a oh, cameo in the he's movie. He's in the movie! And he's credited as Space Gary. Oh! Which I just think is hilarious. Like, Gary Fisher character space Gary. That's so good. But also they took him to the premiere and he sat with her former assistant and would like perk up every time she was on screen because he recognized her. So cute. Do you know how many cameos were in this movie? So many apparently. There were so many people in this movie that we know and they were all just like in the 
in, in the casino. The casino was fun. I like that they played with the bar scene. That thing. was interesting. That yeah. they took their classic Star Wars bar, but they like made it like let's give them a like let's make it ritzy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it felt a little. There was a part of me that was like, this is a little, like unnecessary to be like let's go to this fancy rich planet and do a thing and then let it became an animal rights movie very quickly a little bit yeah i was like so we got porgs and then we're releasing llamas <laughs> and i'm like okay <laughs> so this is now just like a like movie for vegans which i'm all for <laughs> like space pita bravo <laughs> whoa you've done well space, space yeah, pita i'm not ready for that <laughs> Not ready but for I, was also like, I was like, what happened to this movie? It became an animal rights activist film and then also a religious commentary. And I was like, what movie am I watching? My favorite thing, though, was how great BB-8 was in this movie. Like, I don't want to give away any of his, like, BB-8's special moments. BB-8's a rock moments, star. But he was amazing. Oh, man. And my favorite thing is when he, like, meets back up with Poe at the end and Poe gives him, like, a little tummy rub. And, and I was little, like, oh! A robot got a belly rub! <laughs> it was so great! <laughs> I took a quiz. And it was like, well, who's your Star Wars soulmate? And guess who mine is? R2-D2. <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, I, I need to I take like, this quiz now. I was like, I could do this. I was like, I think I can handle this. Uh, so my nephew loves Star Wars, and he got one of the, um, the like, black version of the BB-8, like, the dark oh. side version. Oh, yeah. For Christmas, and it, like, runs around the house and stuff. But can it also be a Roomba, though? Can it do something useful? Um, but, so he can't say all the words properly, because he's three years old. Mm -hmm. So he calls every droid Tootie. Oh! Because he thinks they're all R2-D2. Tootie. But he just calls them all Tootie. (laughs) And it's adorable. And I love it. That's really excellent. I'm so glad. (laughs) Oh, man. So those are the movies we watched. Yeah, we watched a lot of movies, guys. I started watching Allied. I also watched War for the Planet of the Apes. They watched, I watched Ghostbusters. You watched a lot of other movies, too. You watched Fantasia. Oh, yeah, you guys heard that last week. Lord. <laughs> Me talking with my family about Fantasia. I'm going to finish Allied and then talk about it because it's interesting. It's got Marion Cotillard and Brad Pitt in it. Yeah, that'll be a good fucking one. They're French. Sorry, they're pl- she's French. He's playing a French. Good. <laughs> He's playing a friend. It's good. It has something to do with German occupation. Oh, okay. And spies. Gotcha. It's pretty good. I'm into it. They're in Casablanca. Oh. I said that super American-y. Yeah. Um, yeah, so those are the movies you watched. This has been your Park and Rec episode. <laughs> we start off your 2018, we mapped out the movies over the past year or two. <laughs> well. <laughs> slash. 40 years. Yeah. 60 years. How old are we? I don't know. However, we have to go all the way back to It's a Wonderful Life, so. Man, this is going to be a new, this is going to be a new year, new year, new pod. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, let's wrap up. Okay, cool. Well, this has been, uh, if, if you found <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you hear me trying to do it without you. <laughs> oh, no. If you found any of this <laughs> remotely tantalizing, uh, you can check out our website. Yeah, we have a website. Yeah, we do. Of, of tantalizing imagery just for you. Mm-hmm. 
You can check out uh, our Instagram where we have images of The Rock. You can also check out The Rock's Instagram for way more images of The Rock. <laughs> you can check out our Instagram for Jude Law, Hair Watch 2018. <laughs> Uh, uh, you can find us online at viewingpartypod.com. Our social media handle is viewingpartypod. Um, if you want to hear more about me talking, which I'm sure you don't, you can check out my other podcast, Columbus Cares, with Travis Kendall and Katie Thomas, where we interview uh, nonprofit organizers from Columbus and talk about what they care about, why they care, and why or how we can actively care for our community. Um, is that all the things? Anything going down? Oh, also check out the Columbus Podcast Festival. Yeah. It's coming this year. We're finally in the year. It's the best day of the year. 2018. Are the, um, will the submissions still be open by the time this goes up? Lord, I hope so. Okay. I have no idea. Or something really close. We may do a, a bit of an extension. Okay. Because we have some, um, we have some people that are working on a couple of projects. So we may have a bit of an extension, but get yours in now. Uh, you can email us at columbuspodcastfestival at gmail.com if you want some more information about that. Cool. Um, feel free to join us next week when we watch. We actually will watch something else <laughs> and talk about something completely different. Until then, this has been Ewing, Ewing Party. Party. Yeah. Uh, all things I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs>